Across the Gun Counter. I'm your host, Joe Riva, joined by my co-host, Tyler Weaver. All right, and we are here to bring you another episode this week. This is going to be our holiday special. Woohoo! Yeah, so Tyler and I decided, you know, across the gun counter we work, you know, there's a lot of things that, I'm going to be quite frank, that just piss us off. And, yeah, and the holidays really brings it out. Yeah, so we decided, you know, we're going to bring a little extra episode to you guys, and we're going to sit back, kick back, have a little bit of a drink or two, and uh, talk about some things that just really annoy us in the industry. Absolutely. I got my podcast and bourbon ready. Ooh. Man, yeah, I got this uh, I got this cider my buddy Cliff gave me. Oh, yeah? What uh, is it? Um, blood Orange Cider. Hmm. I think that's fitting, the uh, Blood Orange. Even though I think it's go. more of a November. I think I got this like a month or two ago. It shows you how often I actually drink. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's. I was expecting more of... I'm just so used to drinking seltzer, so I'm used to the fizz, and there was no fizz. I was like, ah, what the hell? I think it's yeah, also maybe a little on good. the flat side. Yeah, it's maybe also because I had a Moscow Mule earlier too, and I was expecting a little bit more. But ooh, there ooh, you go. Ooh, yeah. Uh, did I actually ever tell you I got yelled at for ordering a Moscow Mule? No. Yeah, right after the whole Ukraine Russia thing happened, I actually uh, got yelled at. You know at. what? That makes sense. And I was just like, "Come <laughs> on, man! I just want my drink." Like I, you know, politics aside, like I just want a drink. Yeah. It's like, look, call it whatever you want. Just make sure it's made right. I- exactly. You can call it a. a I, I don't even know. Oh, that just annoyed <laughs> me. There. Yeah, so we're gonna yep. so we're gonna get started with our actual stuff that pisses us, you know, piss us off in the gun oh, industry. Yeah. So, I mean, so where do you want to start, Joey? I mean, there's so much. I mean, there's. Oof, I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do stuff that that really annoys me from across the counter, like that I see that really from the retail side. From the retail side, stuff that 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 really annoys me when when customers do or things like that. And I'm not trying to say like you know like hey. Certain people don't do, you know, don't shop yeah, or yeah. don't do certain things. But like, just come on, man, don't don't make our jobs more difficult in this regard. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, and, yep. and that's I, the thing we can we can joke about it. Exactly. Like again, I'm from New Jersey. I was born and raised in New Jersey. And again, I don't like that more than half the people who are probably listening to this podcast do. So, <laughs> but that being said, you know, I've embraced the ways of Pennsylvania. And one thing I have embraced in Pennsylvania is the freedom to own a magazine above 15 rounds. Back when I was in New Jersey, it was 15, not 10. So it's great to be able to own something that, you know, you can actually, a standard capacity magazine. And that's 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 my first grievance, is the, the magazine capacities for band states. What, it, just like everybody coming, a, <clears throat> coming across the border from New Jersey exa- trying to buy them? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, listen, I understand it sucks. I understand it. I, I really do. I'm from there. I know it. You know, when I was there, I abided by the laws. You know, and, and when you go into shops across the state, especially closer to the borders and stuff like that, they're going to ID you. They're going to check you. It's just naturally what's going to happen, and whether you like yeah, it or not. Because you guys get those people all the time. It, exactly, and we, you know, th- we have to follow the law. And you know, I get it might be legal for certain place people in certain states to actually sell to those people, but when you bring it back across the border, you are you are committing a felony. And I think a lot of things people forget is people talk. Where'd you get this from? Mm. Where'd you get that from? And and who who does that come back to in the court? Oh, I got it from this store. I got it from that store. I bought. No, no one wants to be involved in that. No one wants to be involved. I don't want to have to tell you, no, I can't sell this to you. You don't, you know, you don't want to have to make me look like a jerk. I don't want to have to make you look like a jerk. It, it, it sucks, but just please just abide by the laws with the mag capacities. I, I, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. But like, don't go into a shop and directly just 
do that. You know, it just it yep. makes their job harder. It makes it makes you you know it just makes everyone look bad in the end. Like I want to sell you the thirty round magazine. Believe me, so I really me, do. I do. <laughs> I, I really, I, I really do. And you know, I I don't condone breaking the law or anything of that nature. No, of um, course. I, I'm from a legal standpoint. You know, obviously I don't condone that. And just please, man, you know, guys, girls, you know, I get the law. I get the law in New Jersey is awful. I get the laws in these banned states are, are just terrible. They suck, and I feel for you. And believe me, I have been there, and I'm not trying to get political, but I, I've been there, and I've actually protested. I was in the New Jersey state capitol with the MAG ban a few years ago. So I've been there. I fought with you guys, and it, it sucks, and it really does. And, I, and I'm really sorry to hear that, but don't make people across the counters jobs harder and make them feel bad or look bad doing it because it's just mm-hmm. it's just not right man it's just i feel bad having to say no i really do you should be allowed to own a 30 round magazine i'm not disagreeing with you are, are you disagreeing like i mean you would agree right oh absolutely like tyler i know you recently had to pin a magazine for a customer i did and <laughs> it was it was a new experience for me but being in pennsylvania it's nice to have a customer be able to have a mag shipped to me i pin it for him so his gun comes out looking as authentic as his state will allow see and that's and that's cool that there are places that offer pinning or or things like that and again i don't agree with the magazine capacity so please don't take this as me condoning magazine Mm -hmm. capacity restrictions i i don't i don't i don't think it's right at all but if you are unfortunately living in that state or you are living in that area with those restrictions, you do have to abide by those laws. And unfortunately, I mean, th- that's not my problem. At the end of the day, it's it, that's, you know. Yep, yep. Oh, I know. It's not my problem. Like, I mean, I, I you know, I'm sorry. I really am. But not much I can do about it. Move. Yep. Or vote out. Other than that, hey, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go on a rant about that. So, I mean, I think I already so said my bit. One. Yep. <laughs> All right. What's yours? What's right. yours? What's yours? Okay, right off the top, and I know this bothers you as much as it does me, especially you're in retail, you get more people than I do, Mm -hmm. when customers just want to talk and talk forever. It's like, look, I got a job to do. Are we finished here? Nah, tire kickers. Uh, Yep, yeah, (laughs) and I've had that a couple times, and now, like, as a gunsmith, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I get your gun logged in, we discuss what what we're doing with it. Okay, great. If if you see me start going back to work, it's time to go. Yeah, there's 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 something overstaying your welcome, and then there's you know it's, yep, it, it's you want to have a chat, of course, because everyone wants to talk guns. Uh, oh, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, I we're, love we're guns. all gun guys. Yeah, we like talking guns as much as the en- the next person. But at the end of the day, we're on the clock. It, exactly, and especially if you have someone who's watching. In your case, it's just yourself. But time is money, yeah. and you have a family to feed. Oh, absolutely. Case in point, you know, you work the there. I, I set up appointments for that reason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, at work all the time. I mean, like just the other day, we had a line of people. I mean, it was, it's crazy. It's the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then you have some people who just, yeah, man, you know, what's going on? You know, I, I was having this, you know, I was talking about this and this, this, this. It's like, dude, you see, I have, I got paperwork in front of me. There's two other customers yep. here. All the other guys are busy. It, this is not the time for idle chit chat, bud. Like, if we're slow and yep, there's nothing yep. going on, hey, that's fine. But especially during the holidays, you got to keep it moving, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and another good one is when they always have to ask our opinion on 
either like the newest and greatest or like the most specific freaking accessory or like an obscure caliber or something like that. Okay. Please tell me you get that. Something a little similar. All right, so the the thing we we get that's similar is not like I mean, yeah, the latest and greatest, but it's what do you carry or what do you, you know, oh, what, yep. what do you have on you? And I don't think that's a it's it's an okay question, but I don't think it's actually a fair question. Yeah, and it's I, like our lifestyles could be absolutely total opposites. Exactly. Like I mean, just my access to just a readily available loaded handgun, I think, is a little bit different from your access to a load, you know, loaded, cocked and locked handgun. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you have two kids in the house. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. So, case in point. So, what, you know, what my gun for easy access is going to be is not going to be the same as yours. I'm sure yours has an external safety, does it not? Oh, none of my carry guns do. Okay. Um, my bedside gun does. That's what I mean. Yeah, your bedside gun. Like yeah. something that your your kids might potentially get to because, again, you're you're worried about, you know, concerned about safety. Yeah. And even that's in one of those, uh, what the heck is it, the gun vault that has the little finger pad keys and all that? Yeah. Yeah. So you have a little more access. Yeah. And again, that makes that makes sense. That's, you know, but again, different yep, needs. Yep. What what my my situation and your situation aren't the same. Exactly. So, uh, and plus, as like industry people, we don't get the chance to test every goddamn thing. Oh, you know I wish what I we mean? did. I really wish oh. we did. Like the the one that that's really bugging me. That I'll be honest with you, that I've been wanting to try. That everyone's been asking me is the Springfield Armory, the uh, the VHS rifle. What's it called? The Hellion. The the, the oh, Hellion. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I'm I'm used to the military yep. designation. The 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 VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and little think, bullpup. Yeah, uh, and, and I shouldn't call it little, but you know, yeah, the bullpup I, they came I, out with. Uh, let's be honest. That's some stupid names in the industry. Like I'll be honest. Mm. I think Hellion is a dumb name, but. I think I mean, the original Springfield's pretty good for them. Yeah, but 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 I think VHS, that's a cool name. Like just to me yeah. cuz I think VHS, I think retro 80s, yeah. 90s, you know. What's the other one? Their AR the uh the Saint. The Saint. Oh, like it's a savior or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. But anyways, so yeah, that that's something we always get a lot is like what do you carry or what do you do? And right off the bat, I can tell you if it's your first handgun, Mm-hmm. What I'm carrying is not something I would recommend for starting off. Like, I yeah. carry the Walther PDP, and it's, it's got a little bit lighter of a trigger than your standard, you know, something like a Glock 19. I mean, they're very similar. They're in that range, but I can tell you I feel like the PDP is a little bit quicker of a reset. Yeah. And I don't know I if I'd... Say, re- you ever have customers try to show you their piece while they're there? Oh, that's that's another... Oh, man. We, we're really going off. Is like, well... Oh, huh. I know. I know. That's always great when you're talking to somebody. They're like, yeah, I carry this. And they start pulling out. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? No, exactly. Yeah. It's don't don't be pulling out your piece in the store. It's it's a loaded yeah, firearm. Absolutely it's not, not a toy. And again, I've seen a bunch of handguns. If I really wanted to see it, I'll go look up a picture online. Exactly. It's like, look, I know. I know what you're talking about. It's fine. Yeah, leave it holstered. Trust me, whenever two dudes are talking, you really don't want to start pulling stuff out of your pants. No. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, you really don't. Oh, shit. Especially if they're packing. Yes. Oh, damn. That's another problem I have, I guess, is people not realizing what's going on and not having that full safety sense or just being completely aware of their surroundings with firearms. Oh, yup. Like... It's, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a lost art nowadays is just common sense. And 
people being aware of their surroundings. Like, like overly respectful. Like, yes. hey, we both know this gun's empty, bolts completely open, but I'm still not going to freaking point it at you. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times customers pull guns out of cases, you know, and immediately just swings right past my chest. It's like, okay, great. Please don't sweep me. I know it's unloaded, but it still makes me very uncomfortable to have a rifle get swung right in my face. Yep, yep. There's just some there's just something about the concept of a rifle being in my face or a handgun being in my face from, from another person. Now, as a gunsmith, most of the time I am looking <laughs> down barrels and shit, but that's a little different when I'm putting myself there. Exactly. But when someone's it, it, it's even if you know it's in a safe environment, it's it's never oh, yeah. safe. You you never 100% no. I'm um, I'm sorry. It's just yep. it's, it's you can never be too safe. Hell, I got uncomfortable today. Uh, what was that? I had a Remington 1100. Trigger group's completely taken out of it. It's just the uh, like barrel receiver leaning up against the bench. And I leaned over to like reach into my toolbox for something and just happened to be looking down while I'm like feeling around in the drawer, just looking straight down the barrel like, yeah, this is a little weird. I'm going to kind of step off to the side. It's it's incredible how uncomfortable it, it can make you feel at times. It really oh, yeah. does. Once you get in the habit. Yeah, it really is. It's. I actually had someone ask me the other day, or they didn't ask me, I'm sorry. They asked one of the guys, and they said, like, how come you keep checking that gun? And he's like, I just handed it back to you. And you saw, he goes, it doesn't matter. The fact is... That you just slide was closed. It's habit. just, it's just, you can never be too careful. You can never be yep. too safe. Oh yeah. Uh, so what else you got on your list, man? Oh man, my list of you know we've. I think you've uncovered more of my <laughs> as we as we've <laughs> gone on that I didn't deeper. even think. I actually had a small list and screw the list. The list went out the out the window. But one of my thing was actually useless and uh, dumb looking accessories, like dumb colors. Ooh, yep. Like uh, bright colored anodized shit. Yeah, like the and it just looks cheap and chintzy. There's I remember we had a red AR come in at one point and it just looked just mm. awful. And I just just why? Just yep, th- yep. there's just no there's just no advantage you get to having that on a firearm. I mean just flashly flashy like the yeah. you know the whole hot rod type but, uh style going on behind it. The rifle already looks fine enough as it is, especially if it's like an AK or your standard M4 carbine. Like, they already look Mm -hmm. awesome. They already look, I mean, they already look, for lack of a better term, cool. You know what I mean? You know what one one gets me? Guns that are painted up like damn toys. Oh, I, yes. That's a big... You've seen it? Yes. The the Nintendo zappers and shit like that. Like, there's, there's, there's some art to that, and I will say that, you know, I can appreciate that, but I just don't understand it. When we live in a world where we're trying to get away from the concept of guns are not toys and guns are... And it's funny because I know I'm going to get yelled at down the road when I post my one Glock idea that we talked about, and it's not. Oh, a we toy. can be hip- hypocritical on here. That's but fine. That, that's uh, <laughs> oh, I try not to be a hypocrite. Um, but I guess everyone's a hypocrite at the end of the day. And if you say you're not, I guess you're kind of a liar. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. When it comes to a lot of these things, is we as gun owners and we just as people who like guns, you know, we try and you know be as safe as possible, and we try and get to this point across that guns are not toys. And then you get these people who make a Glock look like a Lego. Yep, I've seen that one. Like, I, I just remember seeing that, and I thought, wow. that uh, My first thought was, wow, that looks kind of neat, but why? 
And then my but why came to what well, why because you, the whole safety aspect we're trying to get away from guns are not toys and we don't want kids especially you know we want people learning gun safety at a younger age not mishandling guns and if you treat them like toys or you show them off like toys they're going to be treated like toys so mm-hmm. how do you avoid that do not make them look like toys do not treat them like toys treat them like what they are you know if you want to do a cool camo job or something fine you know do all that fine but making it up to be you know like your old nintendo zapper or you know a nerf gun or what was the other one we said the the lego one the lego one yeah that 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 was the worst one and that was like one of the few times where i was like okay guys this is where I'm drawing the Push, line. Pushing the buck too far. Yep. Now, like, if it was one of those things like a, <clears throat> like an art installation, something that is literally just meant to be looked at and viewed in a certain way, fine. But to make something like that a functional piece that no, you know, a- a- absolutely to get laughs not. out of, yeah. And that I think some things are done on purpose to... They know it's going to draw controversy. They know it's, but they don't care. And I, and I think that's part of the, yeah. that, that's, that's another, that's like, um, that's that, a, that takes down the industry as a whole. Yeah. And that's just not right, man. Like, it's just, it's just not cool. It's just, we, we have to take guns for what they are. We have to take them seriously. And mm. when you make them, you make them out to be toys, you make them out to be something less serious than they are. You're not, it's it just, you're giving fuel to people who don't like guns. And yep. let's let's be honest, we don't want that. That's the last thing anyone wants to see. Please take take firearms and firearm safety seriously. I, I can't tell you how many times I see people doing stupid stuff that can easily be avoided with just the littlest bit of common sense and a little like the littlest bit of just taking a step back and thinking, how should I handle this situation or or what should I do to move this firearm in a safe manner? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, would you not agree? Like, what would what would be? I mean, how much does that annoy you? Just just improper handling of firearms. On a scale of one to ten, like, what are we talking here? <laughs> I, I mean, mean, yeah, one it, to ten. It I does mean, it does bug the hell out of me. I mean, from uh, a gunsmith, oh, I have geez. to imagine even more so. You know what? As soon as you mention it, one thing pops into my mind. We were at the Oaks Gun Show. Ah, uh, the Oaks Gun Show. Oh, the good old Oaks Gun Show, which I, they just had that like this past weekend or something. Yeah, like past that. weekend as of as yep. of this recording. Anyway, I remember a while ago we were there, and uh, an announcement came over the intercom system. So like everybody goes quiet trying to listen to what it was, and somebody not paying attention fucking knocked a Barrett off the table. Like it was sitting on <gasps> I top remember of, like, that. a Pelican case. And you just hear that fucking thing hit the table so goddamn hard in just a dead silent room. I remember that. Oh, my God. Yes, I remember that. I think that was at the show we met, actually. It might have been. I think it was. I remember uh, yeah, that. Yeah, because that's one of those things that stick in your mind. It's just like, hey, no matter what I do, I will not be that asshole today. Were you, were you there when there was like this... Oh man, I don't even want to get into that. Um, I guess in the whole thing when there was the whole thing going on in the parking lot. No, there was like there was like a standoff in the parking lot the one time. That was wild. Oh, shit. oh man, it's just like it's wild stuff. Just just wild stuff. Um, Do you remember what it was over? A guy selling guns illegally. 
and uh, the, and out the state, parking lot. Yep, yep. And the state police caught wind of it. And nice. yeah, you guys yeah, can, you can look, at least go to like a McDonald's or something to do that. Don't uh, do it in the gun show parking well, that's lot. That's the thing is people. Th- that's another. That's another issue I have. I guess for for the holidays is. <laughs> By the way, I, I'm not condoning that. Yeah, no, we don't condone. <laughs> you know, follow your local and state laws and fe- all federal laws. Absolutely, anytime when it comes to purchasing and selling a firearm, and don't do so under the influence of alcohol. That's another Absolutely. thing. Just oh man, just the stupid like guys. When when you go to a gun show, there's this there's this concept that gun shows you can just go to a gun show and just buy a gun and walk away, no problem. <laughs> and that's really not the case. Especially every single gun show I've been to, you know who's been there? The state the police. police. Yeah, the state police. Mm-hmm. And at every single gun show, every single yeah, one. Some of the them are even one, out looking for straw purchases. Exactly. If you think that there's not an undercover or 10 or more at a show, especially like something like Oaks, where that thing is huge. Oh, what? 2,000 tables most oh. of the time? Oh, absolutely. And right next to Philadelphia, and you don't think yeah. there's going to be undercover cops. I-, I can't tell you how many times I've seen cops doing their due diligence at that show. Mm-hmm. I... You know what gets me about gun shows, though, Joey? What's that? Oh, my God. Everybody <laughs> is looking for the bare bones cheapest price they can pay for everything oh absolutely like if you go to a gun show apparently the person selling is not allowed to make a profit no no because they don't have to pay to be there no they don't have to pay to set up a table they don't have to pay to gas they don't have to pay for their merchandise now i'm not saying you shouldn't go to a gun show and expect a deal because i think hey at gun shows that would be deals out there oh yeah there's deals to be had and the idea of going to a gun show nowadays is more getting that culmination of every vendor from across the state or from more than across the state. Like I know at least I'm not going to keep name dropping this show, but the, the show in question that we keep mentioning, um, you always see like, hey, we're not getting paid for advertising. Why? Any, <laughs> they, they have people, you know, from across, like I know the one guy's from Ohio who I talked to a couple times. He yep. brings stuff. There's a couple guys from Ohio, Delaware, Kentucky. The uh, one guy's from, I talk to all the time. One um, guy was from New York. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. He was cool, though. He does uh, gold-plated AKs and shit like that. Oh, so interesting. I got talking to him for a while. That's, that's you know, what what do you think about that as a, uh, a gold-plated AK? Mm. Tacky? Tacky. Okay. Is that the word? Yeah. Tacky. Well, you know, I, I forget what I was watching, and they were talking about gold-plated AKs, and they were like, you know, why would someone have it? And they were like, oh, it's just a status symbol. Like, that's yeah, it. There's literally nothing that makes sense to a gold-plated AK other than a status symbol. And I will be honest, there are Zestavas that are gold-plated. And I thought... What? Yeah. I, I saw it online the other day. And they're legit. No. Dude, I, I'll send you a link. I, okay. When we're done with this, I'll send you a link. Out. Yeah, I, I kid you not. I saw that, and I was like... <sighs> okay, I wish I had some money. <laughs> right, did, wait, 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 wait. What kind of furniture was on it? Was uh, on it? Was it white or was it still like the wood? No, it was still the wood. It looked um, it looked. Ah, uh, come on, dude. It looked pretty good. No, you gotta throw some sort of white furniture on there. I mean, does it have to look like a zebra? Something with a little gloss. No, no, no. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought it looked pretty cool for what it was. Uh, anyway, back to unplated guns. <laughs> Yeah, what's your, what's your, you know, my, again, my, one of my issues is I, I really just think a lot of that stuff with the colors is just tacky. There's some stuff that there's some camos that are really cool, 
But then there's just when you do some of these, I just don't bright under- colors and I just yeah. don't get it. I just don't. I, I don't understand what a bright red AR or what a bright blue AR or and I. I mean, I guess if it's like a display or a model or something, fine. But competition I mean, gun, maybe something. But but even like, hey, so, we're trying to be flashy. I'll, I'll be honest. There is a couple race guns that they look pretty cool when they have those colors, like the TS twos, mm-hmm. and like the green. I think that looks pretty sweet. Or, like, you know, stuff like that. But, like, I'm just talking, like, ARs. Uh, I'm just talking, like, yeah. the, the, these base ARs with these... Everyone has to have these... These I don't know. It just seems like it's... Uh, say, and notice, it's always got to be a base AR. Yeah, it, it's got to be a base... You're a- never talking, like, 2000 you know, $3,000 No, jobs. it's never a good AR. It's never an AR you'd be you'd want to be seen at the range with. And probably running steel case ammo. Oh, absolutely! You know they're running. You know they're running some wolf in that, or some Red Army Standard. Mm-hmm. No, no, no! Come on, Tula ammo. Tula ammo isn't Tula and Red Army Standard basically the same thing? Different box now. Pretty much. All right, all right. Silver Bear. Uh, so, well, Silver Bear is pretty good, actually. <laughs> what is it? The Brown Bear is pretty accurate. I don't know. I've never shot any of that stuff. No, really. It's actually. Believe me, there is actually a difference. I was going to say, you guys sell the shit out of that, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The brown bear stuff, that's actually pretty good. I was actually, uh, believe it or not, when I was at the range the other day, one of the more recent times I actually got to shoot the AK, the the brown bear, I, I shot some wolf stuff, and then I shot the brown bear, yeah. and I did notice a, a significant difference in accuracy. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, wolf was all over the place. Brown bear was actually consistent. Yeah. So, take that for what you will. And I, I've shot <laughs> a lot of AK ammo, so. Yeah. And I was going to say, that's a good point right there when it comes to, like, the variety of ammo and everything. For me, one of my biggest gripes, customers that want to cheap out. Okay. When, you know, they're having these $2,000 guns and the gun comes into my shop because they decided to shoot cheap ammo through it. (laughs) Or you have a $2,000 gun with a $500 optic on it. Or not even $500, $500. Well, I was always told, like, rule of thumb, optics should pretty much match the value of the rifle or firearm, whatever it is, for Match the full value? Okay. Pretty close. I mean, think about that. When you're talking about optics, there's a lot that goes into them. So, as far as the value of the gun compared to the quality a lot of times an optic's not going to be able to keep up with the quality of your rifle okay. you know what i mean yeah i get what you're saying because i, I my someone told me a while ago it should be if your rifle is two thousand dollars you should be putting a thousand dollars in and they always told me you should, but your, your optic should be at least half the price of the cost of your rifle about i i for me i would try to say like 50 50 yeah, okay, interesting. For me, if if neither one is on par with the other, something's suffering and you're not exactly sure where. Yeah, and, and the idea behind that is you want to maximize what you're putting into it. You don't want to be putting... Absolutely. You want, you want to put cheap gas in a Ferrari. Yeah, exactly, and that that's what I try to explain to people. It's like, look, if you're going to go for a higher-end firearm, you kind of have to go all the way with it. Exactly, and I think something when it comes to like AR-15 builds nowadays, I notice a lot of places, like, let me ask you something. If you were to make an AR build, what kind of barrel would you use? Like, what would be the minimum you would start with? Uh, I don't really want to say minimum, but if I if I had my pick, I would probably say like a Krieger, because they, I believe Krieger barrels come with a 
they come headspace with a JP Enterprise bolt head. Okay. So you have the barrel with the bolt head that that rifle is chambered for. Now, what's the price of a Krieger barrel? I honestly don't know. Uh, I can't even remember off the top Spitball. of my head. Spitball, a 300 somewhere in okay, that ballpark. Okay, 300. Which so, is about what a normal like barrel blank, average cost of like a barrel blank. You're like 280 to like four something. Okay, and now I'm not trying to knock any companies or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you see AR barrels, budget AR barrels, and I'm not saying they're bad AR barrels by any stretch of the imagination because I have one for a build I'm doing. I'm not going to say any names. You see them for about $100, sub $100. And then you see them show up on $1,500 builds or guys claiming $1,500 builds. We had an AR come in the other day, and I looked at all the markings, and I asked, how much did you pay for this build? And they said $1,500. It's always $1,500. $1,500, I think I mentioned this in another episode too, is $1,500 is the magic number for AR-15s. It really is. The next AR build I'm doing... I'm literally going to have $1,500 engraved on the side of it. <laughs> that should be the serial number, 1500 But, I, <laughs> but, it, but anyways, and so, you know, they say $1,500, and then I see the barrel, and I know that's a sub-$100 barrel. Oh, yeah. You can tell by the finish on it. You can tell by the finish, and you can tell by the markings. I say, I know that company, and I look, and I say, if you paid $1,500 for that, th- this bill... I'm sorry. You you overpaid by about eight hundred dollars at least yep. e- at least because I'm looking at the handguard and the handguards no um so for when you say one of your things that just really just irk you in the industry is people cheaping out that's what builds across the board so like what would be the minimum you would want someone to put into an AR for you to come to build an AR fifteen like what would Dude, make what I tell people because I've had a bunch of people like hey can you build me an AR for like eight hundred bucks it's like no, not not something I'd be worth, like, I'd be happy sending out the door because mm-hmm. it's going to be all, you know, bottom of the barrel parts and then my labor costs to put it together. Exactly. You know? So for me, I tell customers $2,000. Okay. Know, I want to see at least $1,800 of that going directly into, like, the rifle itself. Because that, that's the thing. That way I know the firearm that's leaving my shop is that is something that people at the range are going to go, oh, wow, that's different. You know, where'd you get that? Who built that? Versus you know? something just where you bought an Not upper you and you bought fucking, a lower. Yeah, some poverty pony, and it's like, oh, I got this <laughs> custom AR. Uh, no, I hate... All right, all right, that's another thing that really annoys me when someone says they, they built an AR, and oh, they literally just bought... Don't get me started, Joey. All right, don't get it, me started. I'm getting you started. That was the point of this episode. In this episode, <laughs> it was your idea. So... <laughs> I'm getting you started. I'm going to get you started. <laughs> uh, unless you're hunched over a goddamn lathe, it is not a build. I'm sorry. Unless you're crushing rivets and cursing at the damn thing, it is not a build. Oh, man. So me just ordering an arrow upper and then ordering a uh, Bear Creek lower, throwing them together, that's not a build? It depends. Do you hit it with a hammer? Uh, I mean, maybe. If you hit it with a hammer, it might be a build. <laughs> I mean, at that case, I mean, it's got to be a Russian gun because I, I mean, don't know. People, people build houses with hammers, so I, I assume you have to hit it with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would assume so. I mean, you build AKs with a hammer. Yeah, if you do it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that that's I think that's that's a big problem is using the word Sorry, build. Yeah, you struck you struck a nerve. Oh, I know <laughs> I did. I did that on purpose. It's almost like I knew I knew that was going to hit that nerve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because that, that's something that, that bugs, I think, a lot of people with this industry. And, and just the gun community in general is building an AR. What constitute is building an AR? No, the best is custom Glocks. Oh, my gosh. That's... Like, all right, you swapped out the mag release and the trigger. Great. Oh, gunsmith. <laughs> yep. Oh, or... and sights, too. Oh, yeah, and sights. Yeah, but, you know, no. and extra magazines. Don't forget the extra magazines. With the base plate. You got to have the base oh, plate. Oh, with the base plate swapped out. With the uh, with the red extended base plates that say Gucci on the bottom. Gucci. Gucci Glocks. Gucci Glocks. You know, I use that term all the time at the store, and people... There's some people who have never heard that before, and I'm a really? little yeah, and I'm a little surprised. I, was gonna say, I feel like in 2022 that that term's been around for at least two or three years. That's that's literally what I refer to any Glock that is not your standard base Glock, like anything that's yeah. a Glock that's not cheaper than a Glock, like a Glock clone, but anything that's more expensive than your standard Glock that's built off the Gen 3 platform. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like the uh, the nice custom stippling jobs that come in from time oh, to time. Yeah, the nice. Yeah, customer found a freaking uh, wood burner and decided, ah, what the hell, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I really, you know, there's some stippling jobs where I see some people do them. And this is another thing is, when you customize a Glock or you customize a handgun or any firearm for that matter, you lose a lot of the value of that firearm because you customize the firearm for you. To you. Yes, you yep. customize that firearm. To you, not to me, not to Tyler, not to Phil down the street, or Frank, or Earl, or Sheila, Jim or... Bob Jones. Yeah, it doesn't. Whoever you cut, you customize it for you, not for anybody else. So all that customization, all that inherent value, it's all it's all to you. It's not to me. Mm-hmm. Tell me, I mean, tell me uh, I'm wrong there. No, absolutely not. And another one that I love, I mean, I. I refer to it, I have my own term for it, is God guns, where customers are like, you know, oh, this gun is great. This gun never jams. You know, this is my custom gun. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the, the where, Uber guns and everyone, it's it's the ultimate gun and this, this, and this. And yeah, my mm-hmm. gun never jams, right? But clearly it does because one look at the barrel tells me this thing hasn't been cleaned in, since it was issued in 1941. And that's so. the other thing. What conditions? <laughs> okay, yeah, great. The gun has never jammed a day in your life at the bench punching paper on a static range. Yeah, now let's do it. Never. Yeah. Did you carry it all, all the time? Did you did you run a bunch of different ammo through it? Were you being consistent with everything? Did you drop it in a puddle, pick it up, shake it off, see what it does? Yeah, it's guns, you know, guns can malfunction, even Glocks, despite what people think. Oh, yeah, cars malfunction, guns malfunction, everything malfunctions. Exactly. So when it comes to reliability and everything of that nature, I'd say the majority of modern modern firearms are reliable. Would you not? Yeah, for the most part, to a to an industry standard. Yeah, there, there's... I know there's, that, that sounds kind of funny, but, like, yes... All firearms, new, out of the box, they're, they're going to last for so long. Exactly, and they're going to run, you know, one of the big questions I always get is, how reliable is this gun, or is this gun, which is the more reliable gun? And I don't think that's a fair question. I, I really don't, because I've no. handled everything from cheap firearms, or, all right, there's a difference between a cheap firearm and an affordable firearm. Okay, and, yeah, I'll give you that. And, you know, there's a lot of affordable firearms on the market that are just as reliable as the the major names 
Mm-hmm. Um, and one one brand I'll, sh- I'll shout out there is Canik. I, I, I can tell you for a fact, the Canik pistols are some of the most reliable on the market that I've seen. And just from customer feedback, I've heard nothing but positive things about those pistols and how extremely accurate they are and just how much they run. Yep. So I, I so don't where know. Where are they made? Uh, they're made in Turkey, actually. Okay. So yeah, you've seen a lot of, uh, I mean, both affordable and cheap firearms coming out of Turkey. Yeah. There's you you really do have to watch what you're getting with that stuff, and I guess that should be another issue in the industry is how much stuff's coming out of Turkey. Um, but mm-hmm. we we should do a whole video or a whole episode on that, and I think we oh will, I, I absolutely could because I think just Turkish there, there's a lot of stuff coming out of Turkey that I think is really cool and a lot of you know the stuff that's really interesting, and then there's a lot of stuff that I just kind of go uh, it's a it's a cash grab yeah just like really like uh, we're gonna save that for that's own um own own bit but so what i'm saying is when it comes to reliability and all that stuff is that you wouldn't survive in this market if you did not put out a reliable firearm because we live in like you said 2022 where the internet is at our fingertips so where you can look up all right is this guy at the sales counter bsing me or not you know what i mean not just that but you're putting out bad firearms that's a liability now exactly you know what i mean as a business do you want faulty cars going out the door every other day no exactly in an industry where your rights are also under attack you're not going to do anything you're going to do what you can to mitigate any harm to that potential industry and you're going Mm -hmm. to as a company you're going to try and avoid as many lawsuits as you can and that's one thing that, you know, people will try and sue and they have for in the past. And I think they are still trying to over a couple of companies is reliability of stuff. Oh, yeah? Yep. A couple of things with certain ammunition working. It, it, I'm oh, not, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like certain companies, yeah, yeah. yeah, certain departments and bought certain guns and certain ammunition. And if you care to look into it, you can look into it. I'm sure you can pick up what I was putting down there. But mm-hmm. that's that's not, not here nor there. What I'm saying is when it comes to firearms, most firearms are reliable nowadays. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything that's really not reliable. That's outside of twenty-two pistols, but even twenty-two pistols nowadays, all you know, this is this isn't something yeah, that's a, mean, a problem with the industry. This is something I've liked about the industry. Twenty-two pistols are evolving. They they, they are. They, they really are. They they really are. There's a lot more reliable twenty-two pistols, and you just have, you know the the big thing is just running high velocity ammunition in them. Forty grain, high velocity. You're golden. Yeah. But, like, there's so many more semi-automatics that are coming out that have hit the market in this past two or three years that are extremely reliable, and I think that's fantastic. I think that is something awesome for people in the industry to get into. Yeah, one thing uh, when you're saying, like, uh, things new coming out, when it comes to reliability, a lot of times when you see issues is when it's a a new product development, a completely new line, different... uh, a new cartridge that was just introduced, of course you're going to have reliability issues because everybody's trying to figure out how it feeds, how it functions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that type of thing, you'll get reliability issues. But again, most of the time when things hit the market, they're pretty well uh, figured out. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, there's there's one or two companies I can think of that do use you, the consumer, as their test market. <laughs> Gee, who could that be? All right. On that note, Tyler, man, I think uh, I think we've been going on quite a quite a bit here. We've uh, we've yeah. we've aired a lot of our uh, our grievances, I guess, if you will. I, mean, um, I feel a little, I feel a little better. I, yeah, yeah. I think you know, 
I, th- I think, uh, yeah, whew, felt, it felt good to get a lot of things about that, you know, get out. that. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure we'll do more uh, more shit-talking episodes in the future. Yeah, I, I thought this, this, was a, this was a great idea, just to have fun, you know, the holiday special, keeping on with the uh, with the theme of the airing of the grievances, yep. you know, stuff Something like that. Something to do, a couple drinks. Something, you know, have talk. some fun, stuff that uh, jokes around. But in all seriousness, guys, we, we do like everyone from, you know, <laughs> everyone who comes in, whether they be from a, a band state behind enemy lines or from you know, a free state like Pennsylvania, um, things of that nature. But, you know, it's, it's, it's things that, you know, just keep in mind, guys, everyone's human at the end of the day. And Hey, no one, we're guilty of some of these as well. Oh, absolutely. We, we all are, you know, we, we've done some stupid stuff or we've shown off some stupid pictures and I'm sure people are like, geez, people in the industry really do this stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Hey, (laughs) at the end of the day, just stay safe and have fun with everything. And, you know, the biggest thing is be safe with firearms and treat them seriously. Yep, especially around the holidays. Yeah, especially around the holidays because things can get a little crazy, drinking or no drinking. So, I mean, I guess from us over here at Across the Gun Counter to you guys, you know, stay safe, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Happy yeah. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, what else is there? I, I don't know. Um, What do the Jedi celebrate? I don't know. There's got to be more holidays out there. Something, yeah. But, uh, you know, stay safe out there, guys. You know, you guys know where to follow us at. You can find us over, you know, follow the page over at Across the Gun Counter on Instagram. Follow us on the website at acrosstheguncounter.com where we're going to post a lot more good stuff coming out. You know, there's just tons of content we have planned for you over the next few weeks and stuff like that and a few coming months, I should say. Absolutely. And and Tyler, actually, where can they find you at? Because they know where to find the podcast at. Where can they find you at? They can find me on... Uh, Facebook and Instagram at Precision Rifle Works and at PrecisionRifleWorks.com. All right. And uh, if anyone wants to follow me too, because I, you know, I'm around here too, you can follow me over on Instagram at SightPicture762. And I'm over on Instagram, or of course I'm on Instagram because I just said I'm on Instagram at SightPicture762. Geez, this later is pretty good. Um, you can <laughs> that also, and it's late. That and it's late. We're recording this a little bit later than planned. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, actually, where I do my Hunt Showdown gaming videos and stuff like that. I think I'm going to upload some gun videos there soon too, Tyler. I think that'll be... There you go. I think that'll be some... I, I got some cool stuff and I got some cool projects in mind. So, alrighty, guys. Take care. Stay safe, you know, you know where to follow us at, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, or whatever you celebrate, stay safe out there. Yep, take care, guys.